Coming up on this episode, we begin with Life Off the Grid and when you should and shouldn't play dead with a bear. Then we get into the week's tech news centered around Apple's spring-loaded events. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 309, recorded May 3rd, 2021. Help! I've lost my Dan! Hello everybody, welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I am Sean Jennings, joined by two guys who now come in six delicious colors. It is Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Good evening, gentlemen. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. It's a great evening, in fact, uh, because we're all here and we're all back and we're all excited uh, to talk tech. That's for sure. Yes. I even come bearing some uh, air tags. Whoa! Ooh. So he's easy to find. <laughs> Help! I've lost my Dan. <laughs> Episode title: Three seconds in. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan, you are a little bit lost, aren't you? I am. I'm out in the woods, in the wilderness, in a uh, cabin. Although, to be quite honest, it would be better described as a lake house and it's on a lake and one of the exciting technological things about it is that it is not connected to the grid i am off the grid right now whoa like so the power grid the power grid that's right uh so when you wake up in the morning you walk into the closet and you turn on this like big evil looking frankenstein switch which uh then turns on all the power to the house powered off of batteries and the batteries are charged via solar panels. Um, but what this means is you have to keep an eye on your battery level throughout the day. And like if it's sunny or not and kind of strategize about how much power you're going to use. Ooh, uh, so that's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm coming at you live through uh, the T-Mobile 5G. Must be working well after I got my shot, I guess. Yeah, you, you sound crisp as ever. Uh, now I was going to ask, did you have you run into Keanu Reeves yet? Or depending no. on it, or if it was a different time, Sandra Bullock? No. Why? Do they live out in the, the Washington Mountains? Well, they both lived in the lake house. The film, The Lake House. It's a film. No, you don't remember the movie The Lake House, the 2006 film in which Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock uh, both lived in the same house in 2004 and 2006. And when they put the letter in the mailbox, it time travels to the other person and they fall in love despite not being there at the same time. No. Yes, it's it's a movie. Wow. Sounds amazing. Anyway, not relevant at I, all. I've seen uh, one other, uh, maybe two people. I've seen two people since we got here. Um, actually, that's not true. The, the first day after we got here, we went for a walk. And we're walking. So this is on a dirt road. It's like pretty far down a dirt road. And uh, we've never been here before. So we were like, well, let's walk even further down the dirt road. And the, all these cars start coming in from the other direction, like towards us. And they all stop and they're like, do you know how to get to the lake? And they're like, 
I mean, I can tell you that it's right there, but I don't know like where you can park or I've, I've never been here before. So I don't know how these people ended up down this road. My suspicion is that maybe if you go into Google Maps and type in the name of this lake, it just like drops you off at some random point on this road. Uh, but otherwise, one person we saw when we took off in the kayaks yesterday and then another person we saw <clears throat> on the other side of the lake, that was it. No Sandra Bullock, no Keanu Reeves. But you did miss a really great opportunity to be the creepy local. Yeah, we don't go to the lake no more. Not after the incident. (laughs) You know, really try and scare them away. In all cases, there were little kids in the backseat of the car. So, yeah. But the the thought did cross my mind. Um, Also, I was realizing this is probably the longest I've ever gone without wearing a mask. I haven't worn a mask in three or four days. Wow. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, so, the, so the good news is Dan doesn't have coronavirus. The bad news is he has rabies. So, <laughs> you know, it's like no mask. Could be. That raccoon bite not doing so well. Yeah. The, the good news is I don't have to wear a mask. The bad news is we do have to take a canister of bear spray with us whenever we go outside. So <laughs> you win some, you lose some. You're still in Washington. Mm-hmm. Our last week. Yeah. That doesn't sound fun. It is kind of fun. The bear spray. I guess it's... (laughs) Well, yeah. We haven't needed it, but it's... Yeah, anyways, go on. Well, I was going to say, I guess it's only not fun if you need it. Uh Right, and we were reading, of course, of course, Lena was reading the fine print on the bear spray, and it makes it very clear that you should not seek out a bear encounter just because you have bear spray. And even if you do have a bear encounter with bear spray, uh, there is no guarantee that you will not be injured in said encounter. <laughs> and this is all spelled out in the back of the can. <laughs> well, uh-huh. we all know bear spray is for is really only to be used when fighting against capital police while you're fighting an insurrection against your nation's capital. That's the only time you should be using bear spray. Right. You got options. Are there... Now, Dan, you're mm. you're a, a a trained outdoorsman, right? Are there um like what are you supposed to do if you encounter a bear? Like, is there a move? Do you run away? I think you're supposed to go the other way. Maybe not run. Maybe just mm. go calmly, <laughs> calmly yeah. but quickly proceed in the opposite <laughs> yeah. direction. Yes uh proceed without delay in the opposite direction of the bear would would you like to know so i've gone to the national park service website and their article staying safe around bears would you like to know what you should do yeah this this might help you out here once a bear has noticed you and is paying attention to you additional strategies can help prevent the situation from escalating one identify yourself (laughs) Uh, what by talking identify hello mr bear My name is Dan. Here's a business card. Uh, <laughs> identify yourself by talking calmly so the bear knows you are a human and not a prey animal. Remain still, stand your ground, but slowly wave your arms. Help the bear recognize you as a human. It may come closer or stand on its hind legs to get a better look or smell. A standing bear is usually curious, not threatening. Good to know. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Bear. Yeah, I knew you shouldn't run away. 
that makes sense. <laughs> and what is like how do you know the situation is diffused like will the bear just like bleed yeah it says uh stay calm and remember that most bears do not want to attack you they usually just want to be left alone bears may bluff their way out of an encounter by charging then running away at the last second Bears may also act defensively by woofing, yawning, salivating, growling, snapping their jaws, and laying their ears back. Continue to talk to the bear in low tones. This will help you stay calmer, and it won't be threatening to the bear. A scream or sudden movement may trigger an attack. Never imitate bear sounds or make a high-pitched squeal. <laughs> wow, deal. I guess I I I can rest easy. No, like I don't think that I would I would in in if I found myself in that situation I would I would imitate bear sounds or make a high pitched squeal. Well, you could just split the difference though. You could identify yourself, but as a bear. <laughs> I'm a bear. Hi. Look at me. I'm one of you. <laughs> you wouldn't eat your own family, right? You're not a monster. Colby just like trying to reason with the bear <laughs> like have you no ethics amazing well I hope you don't run into any bears oh here you go I'll give you just one Me last too. bear fact uh, but uh, it says here I did not know this if it is a brown or grizzly bear leave your pack on and play dead lie flat on your stomach with your hands collapsed behind your neck spread your legs to make it harder for the bear to turn you over remain still until the bear leaves now that's for a brown or grizzly bear. If it is a black bear, do not play dead. Try to escape to secure to a secure place, such as a car or building. If it's not possible, try to fight back using any object available. Concentrate your kicks and blows on the bear's face and muzzle. So brown bears play dead. Black bears do not play dead. Very oh, important. God. Stressful. So there you go. Don't say you didn't learn anything today. We strive to be educational here. Yeah. Oh, here's another cool thing. Um, I probably can't send you the video because my internet's not good enough. But uh, in uh, the cabin, there's a wood-burning stove, one of those big metal wood-burning stoves. You know the kind? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And on top of it is this, like, Art Deco-looking fan thing with a bunch of like blades coming up the top that looked like like a computer heat sink and as soon as i walked in i was like i know how this must work but i don't understand how it could possibly work that way and sure enough we lit a fire in the wood burning stove and after a couple of minutes the fan started to turn on its own now inside the fan there are wires but it's not plugged into anything and there's no battery <clears throat> somehow the fan, like the stove gets hot and then the fan gets hot. The fan turns on and blows the hot air through the room automatically. How cool is that? I uh, I zoomed in ultra close on that picture you sent me, Dan, and I put it up on the video for Colby to see. Oh, there we go. Amazing. That's neat. Science in action. That's very cool. Does it, like... That's confusing. But cool. Does this mean you're steampunk now? Yeah, so I, I looked it up, and it's something about how 
like it operates on a temperature differential and apparently the coolest part of a stove is behind the stove so as it gets hot it gets hot on the bottom first and the top is cold that causes the fan to start turning but then as the fan turns it pulls in the colder air from behind it through the blades on the top keeping the top cool causing the fan to turn even faster wow mm. how cool is that that is neat. That's very cool it's old timey I, Dan, I see that you also sent me these pictures. It's very yes. picturesque. It's very picturesque. Quite yeah. Nice. Wow. Uh, wow. Um, but yeah, I have air tags. Yes. Also, do we, in addition, do we do we want to start into the Apple news here? Let's do it. And I, don't, I would never want to cut you or Colby off, though, from telling uh, a fascinating story in the day of the life. Yeah. I don't have any of those. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, let's talk about something actually interesting. Um, we are a day late and a dollar short on this one, but that's okay. I still worth talking about um, a fascinating announcement. Nonetheless, so let's get into it. Apple's spring-loaded event. Um, and a bunch of stuff that was announced. We'll do it as we always do in the order in which they were announced, starting with podcast subscriptions. Hey, ah. that's relevant to us, right? Uh, a, uh, a big update to the Apple Podcasts app. First, uh, a new design to the pages uh, and organization of the app and how people get their shows with these nicely designed network pages and show pages. Um, that's interesting and all, but... Uh, they are launching subscriptions. Uh, people will be able to subscribe to content from the app for extra perks like ad-free and bonus content as well as early access. Uh, it appears that content creators will have to pay Apple a $19.99 per year fee in order to offer subscriptions, and Apple will take 30% of the revenue for the first year of the subscriber's lifetime and 15% for the years following. Uh, it, it incentivizes the subscribers to stick around longer. Uh, podcasters, now this is weird. Podcasters will have to upload their subscription content through Apple's backend, not through RSS and their hosting provider. You actually walk into a website um, and have to upload the MP3 into the website. Um, the regular feed, however, can still operate through RSS. Um, there are a number of uh, partners that are launching with them. Um yeah, there you go. Any thoughts on uh, podcast subscriptions from Apple? Oh, uh, no. Sound? I don't know. I don't know who's going to use this. Uh... You know, I. It's got to be like right now, right? We're heavy podcast listeners. I would say we're in that demographic mm -hmm. of heavy listeners. But every time I hear, I don't know what the number is today, but they're always like, did you know 60% of podcasts are listened to through Apple's podcast app? And I'm like, I don't know anyone who uses that. So somebody must. So my thought is that if you are a passive podcast, one or two podcasts you listen to, you're not going to like go to a Patreon or you're not going to get it through Spotify or you're not going to like all these other premium podcast ways, but you will click in using Apple's payment, in-app payment system in the app you already use. I think the it, the thing becomes podcasters who already make lots of money on other monetization platforms, I don't think this really increases their reach that much. I think this is for like the NPRs of the world to pick up a little bit of money on the side. 
Yeah. Maybe. It, yeah, you kind of have to be a small, like either a big enough show where like every little bit helps or a show where like your entire audience is on Apple Podcasts, which is like, it is a significant portion. Um, but yeah. I think there's a lot of shows that are like, I think the majority of podcast listeners listen to shows in between those two things where they're either like super niche shows that not a lot of people are into, which is like the beauty of podcasts or they're listening to one of the, like, you know, one of the podcasts that are on like a network and stuff like, like a uh, coffee and beer TV where we provide all sorts of services for <laughs> member podcasts. You know, we, you know, it'd be very funny. We should roll out paid ad free versions of the show. <laughs> see if we can get any idiots to pay for it no uh no but it, i do think it's one of those things where you look at like some of those popular podcasts on patreon for example i mean they're bringing in 30 40 thousand dollars a month um in subscribers and but that's in an rss feed you can use on any device and if you're a passionate enough fan of something and they say go to patreon and subscribe you're gonna do it so to me this is not a place to build a community around this is a yeah. place for a casual person to be like, oh, yeah, I'll throw down 99 cents a month and get an extra episode of whatever, you know? I also think it's bullshit that it's, it's like, as a person who produces podcasts, and I use that in the most aggressive air quotes humanly possible, <laughs> um, I think it's a huge pain in the ass that you have to go and upload all of your content separately um, and yes. manage it through a whole separate platform, uh, especially if you are one of those successful paid shows on another platform do you really want to how much more money are you going to get doing this um with all the hassle it's going to include right and by the way 30 percent is very patreon uh only takes out i mean you have to pay the credit card fee and i think patreon's cuts only like 10 percent or 15 percent it's not nearly that high so i, I and just, yeah and you don't get, you have no idea who's subscribed to your show. Like, you have no idea, yes. you can't reach out to them or anything. Yeah. Yes. And it's only audio content as well. You know, I, I subscribe to podcasts on Patreon and they provide things outside of audio um, that aren't just audio perks. Um, and so you're limited there as well. So I think it's a no lose for Apple. Is it really going to be the biggest thing in podcasting and Steam or all these other businesses? I think probably not, certainly in the short term. Yeah. 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 But who knows? Look forward to uh, Don't Panic coming soon to Apple Podcasts. Would you guys do, what could we do for uh, a bonus content that we could charge people for? Hmm. Instagram. More. Turnovers. No. <laughs> More quizzes. More quiz. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Interactive content. I like that. We could do a listener call in show. Mm hmm. We could do uh, maybe Colby could do, could like, sing do... some songs. <laughs> he does. He knows how to play guitar. I've seen it. Technically, yes. Uh, we could do "Don't Panic" deep dives into like, or re or something where we revisit old stories. We do like long form content, super highly produced stuff with like narratives and voiceovers and stuff. Oh, that sounds like a lot of work. We get, we get to do our, our our don't panic home improvement podcast. Hey, love that. We could do don't panic after dark, where we talk about adult themed technology stories. 
<laughs> that sounds terrible. Okay. Well, I, on, on another piece of news from this event that I would say is basically totally related, uh, the iPhone 12 is now purple. It looks pretty cool. I think so. I'm, I'm a... I'm a big purple guy. Between this and the purple iMac, I'm like, I will just like max my credit card out just buying everything purple. Right. It's the color of royalty. It's, 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 sec- although I do want to, it's always those things with the Apple colors. Like, I want to see it in person because it is, especially on some of their more pastel colors. It's a little, I want to know, is this like the iPhone 12 colors where they're a little more pastel or are they the pro colors where they're a little more sort of, uh, dark and sort of uh, sophisticated. I can't quite tell. Because right. I would love a, like a royal purple. This looks a little more pastel to me. I think you're right about that. But I don't know. It's a good looking phone. It looks great. Uh, let's talk about the Apple TV 4K. Uh, we sort of speculated wildly, what could they do to upgrade the Apple TV? Will it have a HomePod speaker in it? Will it, uh, will it have a camera in it for voice chat? Uh, no, they barely changed anything about it. Uh, they put in a new chip, though, so that's pretty cool. An A12 Bionic chip that plays HDR video at higher frame rates. Very cool. 60 frame per <laughs> second Dolby Vision playback over AirPlay from a compatible iPhone. Um, it will, uh, uh, let's see, we're talking 120 hertz refresh rates, um, which I'm told is pretty cool. Really, the highlight is the, uh, is the remote. Uh, they got a new remote there. Uh, it's thicker than the old model, has a five-way touch controller uh, in place of the swipe pad on the original, and a proper power button to turn off your TV. Uh, the Siri search button has been moved to the side of the remote right under your thumb. Um, one of the cool features, uh, one of those only Apple owns the ecosystem can get away with doing this type of things, is that you Apple, can t- Apple TV can optimize the colors of your TV screen using the light sensor on your iPhone. Uh, which is pretty cool. You hold your iPhone up to the screen and it calibrates the colors uh, on your television. Pretty neat. Uh, the Apple TV 4K uh, will start at 179 and the old model will still be available for 149 Now, that's the, that's my favorite feature. That's pretty cool. I'm definitely going to try it. Yeah, it's it's impressive. And I, th- I believe I read that it's coming to uh, the old model as well. So mm. it's not just on the new one. It's going to be a software update on the old one. But the important thing to remember is it doesn't actually change your TV's color settings, I believe. It changes the video output of... So if you switch to another device, you're not going to get the benefits. It's just the content on the Apple TV. Right. I got a new one. I've had my old one for a long time. I'm excited about the remote. I don't even have a 4K TV, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So, I, so, so how many Apple can... TVs have you had in the span of having your television? Just the one. I've just I've had the same Apple TV for a long. We we yeah. got to get you in the 4K HDR Dolby Atmos for 8K, 120 hertz. You know, I was like, I I got so far as to put a TV in my Amazon cart, and then I like I didn't I don't know. It was like I was busy and I didn't want to like deal with like being there not that I'm not here all the time but I didn't want to deal with having <laughs> to accept the delivery of a thing and then I like cleaned my TV screen like I went and like wiped down the whole TV with like a microfiber cloth <laughs> it looks amazing I was gonna say, that'll give you one or two K's alone <laughs> I don't know I feel like my my vision is deteriorated for so much 
so much over the last year of just just sitting in here like staring at my computer screen too it's, i don't even know if i could see the that's awesome yeah but i don't know what i guess my my thought process here was that when i finally when my tv my tv's gonna break like it's got it's gotta break i got it when i first moved to boston in like 2014 it's been nine years that's a long time yeah and i don't know it's 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 just keeps keeps on trucking it's fine like nothing has ever gone wrong with it there's no like dead pixels there's no like we burn in or anything like it's fine i don't understand yep so that's the uh, the new Apple TV. Still wildly expensive. I was kind of bummed. I really want them to do something crazy. And I still don't... I mean, I get if you're an Apple person, hey, good for you. But I, I just... I, I have a, a Roku that I paid under $100 for that does all this. So, um, you know. More power to them, I guess. Yeah. Um... Let's see here. Moving on. Air tags. Beer, beer, beer. Get excited. <laughs> it's uh, so an interesting aside. Speaking of air horns, they're doing a construction project near my apartment where they're building a building over the highway. Oh, cool. And so they've been putting in the foundation, uh, which requires them to work all night pretty routinely, which is just delightful. But in addition to being over the highway, it's also over the train tracks. And as a safety precaution, they have to have someone like standing up the tracks who blows an air, like an actual <laughs> air horn whenever a train is coming as a, it, like, so to make sure everyone, people know so they can get off the track. So, so routinely for the last three weeks, there's been like a real air horn in a like ambiance. Big city living. Ain't nothing like us. Yes. Dan, are there a lot of uh, are there a lot of train air horns out where you're at? Uh, no. <laughs> when we were here on Thursday, we were startled when we heard a bird flapping its wings above us. So no, we can't. <laughs> no air horns. <laughs> oh, that is too perfect. Well, Dan, if you have trouble finding your way home, maybe you can use an air tag. Finally, here, long talked about on this program and others. Finally available for your purchase, the small circular tag. Uh, it's a puck-like device. It includes a built-in speaker, accelerometer, Bluetooth LE, and a user-replaceable battery. Um, you can. Uh, it's going to be available for twenty-nine dollars for one, ninety-nine buck for a four-pack. Uh, you can also uh, get engravements on them, which is kind of cool. Um, and they have a bunch of accessories that go with it. Um, it uh, has the U1 chip that uses ultra-wideband sound and haptic feedback to help guide people to where it is located. Um, basically, I mean, we've talked about it enough. I think you kind of get the idea of what it does. Dan, you've got an AirTag. Tell us all about it. Yeah, I have four AirTags. And I got one of the Apple leather loop things, not the, not the Hermes one. <laughs> Which uh, is so ugly, by <laughs> the way. They're awful looking. Yeah, and extremely expensive. Um, they look really cool they look you know like a beautiful little apple thing like a refrigerator magnet with a uh, bottom of an apple watch on the other side um, 
And they definitely worked. So I did the thing where like Lena hid one from me and I used the find thing that like pointed me exactly to where it was. Uh, my only complaint is two things and I'm coming at it from uh, a long time tile user. Uh, one, they don't have the like flat form factor one that you can really fit in your wallet. And so putting one of these little bulbous boys into my wallet is like kind of makes it stick out a lot. So I don't know how long I'm going to do that for. It's fine now where I never had to put my wallet in my pocket because I never go anywhere. Uh, but hopefully this summer I will be going places and maybe that'll have to change. Uh, and the other thing I don't like about it is when you click the play a sound thing, it just plays a sound for like three seconds and then it stops playing a sound. So if it's like buried somewhere, you have to keep pressing the button over and over again. But I think that is made up for the cool U1 like radar directional feature. Um, so I have one on my keychain, which is kind of useless because I never need keys anymore. One on my wallet, which is also kind of useless because I never need to go anywhere. And I have two more that I don't quite know what to do with. I would love to put one on my AirPods case, but I don't know exactly how I would do that. And I also heard someone saying, actually the guy at the Apple store, he was like, oh yeah, another thing you can do is put it on your umbrella. Like, how the hell would you put it on your umbrella? But of course, Apple sells that little luggage loop thing, and you could like hook it into the little loop on your umbrella. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. I have lost umbrellas several times. Um, so that would be useful. But I, yeah, I don't know. What other, what things would you folks use this for? I was thinking the same thing. I would, if I had a pet, absolutely, it's a collar must attach. That's a no brainer. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Although Apple does specifically tell you not to do that, but I don't see why. <laughs> I my question is I don't and I, they didn't really talk about it I don't know how rugged they are I mean I'm I'm assuming they're waterproof and think but I don't I don't know if they're really made to be that's a good question because I don't know how you replace the battery I'm just looking at it like you pop it open somehow yeah so um, I don't know how waterproof it would be then that's a good question, though. Are yeah, AirTags waterproof? And so that's why I don't know if you would use it for anything that's, like, designed to be outdoors. They didn't really promote that as a use. Then again, you also could right. just get a waterproof thing to put it in. A waterproof case, yeah. Yeah. Um, just you're going to add some bulk there. But yeah, I think a pet would be a good use. I'm trying to think as well. Uh, you know, again, I appreciate the form factor. I appreciate it has to be a usable battery. But I think you're right, Dan, is... And we talked about this on a previous show. I don't want air tags. I want air tags built into the stuff I already own. Like I lose sunglasses mm -hmm. all the time. I'm not going to stick one of these on my sunglasses, but I wish it was built yeah. into my sunglasses. Yeah. Um, That's tough though, because you can't get around the, like, unless you made the, you had a sunglasses whose batteries were like built into the frame. Right. Then like what happens when you have to charge your sunglasses then, right? Like, my my hope my hope is right. well a once we start getting smart sunglasses and stuff they can build it in but I'm also hoping that over time that the U1 technology will become a little less more battery efficient smaller batteries you know again you think about the size of an AirPod or something that has a, a rechargeable battery and a chip and all that and I mean if they could get it down to that shoved into the side of a pair of glasses I think that'd be cool. It's true. Um. 
All air tags are fully IP68 rated, which means they'll be able to withstand splashes, drops in water, and even prolong submersion in bodies of water like the ocean, the river, or the bath. Oh. All right. Maximum depth of one meter up to 30 minutes. Okay. I mean, I think if we were traveling, luggage would be another no-brainer. Right. I had the I've had the tiles in my luggage before, and I've never used it. And I've kind of struggled to think of how I would use it. Right. Like if my luggage is lost, like it's usually because it didn't make it on the plane. Right. And there's nothing I can do about that. It's well, not, and it's typically not lost, right? I wouldn't put it in lost mode because it's just like, oh, it's just like still at JFK or whatever. But I think, again, this is like that future thing, right? Let's assume this all becomes integrated and smart. Then the Delta app integrates with some sort of API that talks to find my, and you can forward it to Delta and say, Delta, use this to find my bag. And they go around the airport and they find your bag. Now, Delta already does this where it will tell you when oh, your bag has been loaded onto the yeah. plane, which is mm-hmm. which is very comforting. I love that feature. But it would be amazing if they could instantly turn on every Delta employee's phone to look for your bag. And so it's not yeah. just about what city it's in. It's about where in the building it is. Um, yeah, and I, I heard people recently saying like, oh, I use it when I'm waiting at the baggage carousel. And I'm like, How? You just know that it's nearby. <laughs> like, I guess it, it would be useful, maybe. Uh, maybe that's what people use it for, is they, I guess with the U1, the advantage of the U1 over a tile would be, like, you get to the carousel, you'd pop open the thing, you'd say, I want to find my luggage. And then and for a while, it would be, like, uh, you know, not nearby. Then eventually it would be nearby, and then you could see it's, like, you know, 30 meters away, 25 meters away, I think. That might be cool. Maybe I should try that. I am going to be flying on, on Thursday. I could give it a shot. There you go. I could report back. Yeah, why not? So I I ordered some air tags. I ordered a little four-pack of them. I'm not in a huge rush, so I got my emoji in, in, engraved or whatever because it was free. Um, What emoji I, did you get? I, wait, can I guess? <laughs> I mean, I got four different emojis. Oh geez! Oh wow! Okay. Uh, hospital. <laughs> no. Okay. Unicorn. I didn't get a unicorn. That would have been a good one. Old timey bomb. <laughs> no, it's so it's not like the full emoji palette. It's it's oh. like a weird, reduced, reduced emoji palette. Um, I definitely got a robot. I think I got an alien. Okay. I don't remember what the other two were. But in any case, I'm betting that, you know, in the next, like, some months, I'm going to have to start going places again. And I think that I will have lost the skill to, like, remember to bring my stuff mm-hmm. with me. Because that's not a thing that happens to me anymore. Um, So that's kind of what I'm what I'm thinking this might be useful for. It's like, I'm going to have one on my keys. I'm going to have one like on my backpack that I take. I think a bicycle would be a great one or a scooter. That's true. I could put one on a bike. Someone stole my, did I, did we talk about yeah, this? Someone stole my this. bike out of my, out of, out of the bike room in my apartment. Yep. Um, so if I replace that, I could put, put a little, uh, little dingus on there. I think the future of AirTags is going to be insanely great. 
Like I'm, I'm truly, if it, if it, if it, if this idea that a, a gazillion iPhones around the world are all looking for your stuff at the same time, man, this is, and they start integrating into more stuff. This is going to be, this is going to be cool. Maybe, maybe there's a future where like air tags is airplay, right? Like, and like air tags is just like, you know, some protocol that your sunglasses can, can conform to someday in the future. And then like anyone could find your sunglasses. Yeah, would be nice. Yeah, I I think you know the phones are out there. Let's use them. Very cool. Well, we'll have to keep uh, keep up to date on the latest with our uh, with our AirTags as you guys use them. I am not ordering them yet uh, because I don't have anything I lose. So I'm gonna hold off and get the report from you guys before I jump in. I'd put one on my cat, but it would always say he's asleep in the house. So not useful. Is he not a runner? Uh, a little bit, a little bit, but usually within my eyesight. So it's not like I, I believe me, but I need to find him. I find him pretty easily. <laughs> um, well, let's get into the uh, more pricier items they announced. Uh, we're in the M1 town here, starting with the redesigned iMac uh, in a cornucopia of colors. It's the new 24-inch 4.5K display iMac um the volume of the computer has been reduced by over 50 percent this thing is slim as hell uh it also has an updated uh iMac camera and mics 1080p resolution and a larger sensor so it's going to look good um and of course it's got the m1 chip uh also has a new magnetic power cable similar to magsafe uh the ethernet can be connected to the power brick and delivered through the same cable that's kind of cool um as i said uh, the colors are where it's at. Getting excited for this it, thing. It's so thin. It, it is upsetting, irresponsibly thin, um, I would say, thanks to the M1. Uh, they talked about how they were able to um, reduce the fans, the bulky thermal system. Now it just has two small fans, and you get better sound out of it. They also announced uh, a Touch ID button on the keyboard, uh, not only compatible with this, but with all M1 Macs. Uh, it will start at 12 99 available in the second half of May with seven color options. Green, yellow, orange, red, purple, blue, and classic silver. Yeah. I mean, guys, I this is the point where I got to ask you the tough question, which is, is it possible to be sexually attracted to a computer? Because I was asking <laughs> myself that as I was watching these be unveiled. These are sexy as hell computers. Yeah. They look good. Wasn't there a movie about that with Joaquin Phoenix? Yes, and uh, Scarlett Johansson is the voice of her. <laughs> I, I, mean, I never watched the movie. Yeah. I just remember it. Um, they look really cool. I don't need one of these, but I. Well, are you sure? Very cool. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. Like, yeah, maybe I do. Maybe I do need one. Maybe this is the move. I don't know. If if Apple's iMacs supported target display mode, I would have bought two iMacs at this point in my life. Yeah. That's that's the real problem because I need... You don't have enough space for two computers with monitors on your desk. Right. And, like, I have to... Like, I have to... I'm like, I don't see a, a near future where I'm not going to have a work laptop that I have to plug in, that I'm going to want to plug into my desk computer. Right. 
and the return of MagSafe. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Cool. I I do love I love the built-in Ethernet in the the little uh the back dingus. Uh that's brilliant. That's cool. Yeah, very un yeah, Apple all... to to essentially remove the need for a dongle. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um yeah, I'm what I'm really I'm really pissed at myself because I just bought a new um although I don't have an M1 anyway. I want the touch ID and the keyboard. Oh that, yeah. That that would you know it's the little things in life, and like that's exciting mm-hmm. to me. Um no, I all this really made me want is a purple MacBook, was really what this made me want. Like I want the colors in the MacBook, which are gonna come, I'm sure. Um because these are great looking computers, but again, I just uh, desktop computing is a a limited uh, use case, I think, these days. Yeah, that's true. Or, man, if they just made a monitor that looked like this. Get out of town. Again, right, is... I just opened up the, uh, the purple iMac in AR on the floor here. <laughs> Dan, you're in the woods. You can't do that. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> how, how, all around it. How does it look? It's it, the purple on the front looks very pastel, but yes. oh man, the purple on the back is extremely purple. Yeah, the bases and the almost fronts blue. are pastel. Yeah, and the backs are where you get that nice dark rich color. I mean, I think all of the colors look look really nice. This is so cool. Yeah, I like the green one. The green one's nice. the back of the green one. The, the blue, blue is one. really, really nice. Yeah. Yep. So, so cool. Yeah. No, these are, they're just, I, I don't know. I just think, like, we rarely get such a radical, it's not that radical. I should stretch that. But from Apple, this is a pretty <laughs> big, you know, again, it's like when you went from, like, the MacBook Air. Remember the MacBook Air when it first came out? Came out of the little Manila envelope, and you're like, "Holy shit! You can make computers that thin." It's like that again, where you're like, "Wait, mm-hmm. you can make a com- like you can make a desktop like that thin? That's that's crazy." It is. It is crazy. It does feel like. Uh, I feel like we've been in a time when, for a long time, like changes in their designs and in like just computer designs in general have been like very incremental, like incremental to the point that this feels wild, (laughs) you know? And yeah. And then really when you look at it, it's like, it's a giant iPad on a screen. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Exactly. Or on a stand. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I will say if I was, if there was anything about this, I was disappointed by. It's that the now seven-colored uh, Magic Mouse still has the charging port on the bottom. Didn't solve that. <laughs> I thought of all the things they finally redesigned that, but do they? Oh well. Do they have? Do the trackpads come in the colors? They, and the keyboards as well. Right. Beautiful. God, they look so fancy. That is great. Well, I want. The- oh. The good news is, if we do, if by waiting we might be able to see what the twenty seven inch version of this looks like in uh, maybe the second half of this year. 
Yeah, yeah, it's Could interesting nice. what they're going to do. If we'll see any hardware at WWDC potentially, I think if they if they make it a big M1 push at that event, do they sort of sneak in some new MacBooks or something? I, I hope know. so, but then I think at that point it it can't be the M1 anymore. Oh, them too. They're think... already talking about M2. Yeah, or like M1X or whatever you're going to call it that yeah. can do all the graphic stuff and has like. 32 cores right like how do you get up to the like super pro level stuff yeah well and that's the other uh there was a lot of speculation why they only announced the um this uh the size the size of the uh of the max the 24 inch uh, and the rumor is that in the 27 inch they're going to go to micro led um and there's a a struggle a limitation on panels right now um and they weren't they weren't able to produce them in time and that could also be incredibly interesting Speaking of micro LED, oh, the transition king! Look at that. Uh, new, <laughs> I is it iPad Pros or iPads Pro? I think it's iPads Pro, unfortunately. <laughs> new iPads Pro, um, and as we saw in the great Mission Impossible video of Tim Cook breaking in and stealing the M1 chip and putting it in uh, the iPad Pro, the iPad Pro now has an eight core M1 processor, the same chip that powers the MacBook Air, MacBook Pro and Mac mini. Uh, and, um, yeah, they're saying it's much faster than everything they've done before. Unsurprisingly, uh, with great battery life, it now supports Thunderbolt three and USB four, which I didn't even know was a thing, um, as well as 5g. Um, it's got improved camera, um, including, uh, a new true depth, camera system on the front of the device uh, which gives it face ID uh, and um, a new uh, 12 megapixel ultra wide on the back um, a new feature called center stage the camera will automatically pan to follow you around during video calls very cool um, supports That's the cool. Apple pencil and the smart keyboard folio as well as the magic keyboard um, it is uh, going to come in the standard two sizes 11 inch and 12.9 inch What's interesting is the 12.9 inch delivers a new mini LED screen, which they are calling the very smooth Liquid Retina XDR. Uh, 10,000 mini LEDs up to 1,000 nits of brightness and 1 million to 1 contrast ratio. Um, it's going to be great. The 11 inch will start at 799, the 12 inch starting at 1099. This is amazing. Shocking. I, I would have thought they would have put a touchscreen in a Mac before they put a Mac processor in an iPad. Yeah, yeah, I imagine saying that to people a couple of years ago. Absolutely um, crazy. And the thing it makes, like, if you, I would rather have this form factor. Like, I have the Magic Keyboard. The Magic Keyboard's pretty good. Um, but having a touchscreen is really nice. And if I'm going to get a laptop for personal use, I can't use it for work, unfortunately. But I would rather have this form factor than a tra traditional laptop. But I do want it to be able to run like some of the Mac software. I want to be able to do programming stuff and run virtual machines and things like that. And you can do that on a Mac and it's the same exact hardware and I can't yeah. do it on the iPad. That's frustrating. And will we ever see that change? I hope so. Oh, you're muted, Colby. I just said maybe someday. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, that's the question now everyone's going to ask is when is iPad OS going to run on my Mac and when is Mac OS going to run on my iPad? I mean, it's that that's what happens when you merge these uh, these technologies together. But damn, you know, it's just the the Pro just becomes a more powerful and powerful device. I mean, it's really it's 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 really an impressive piece of computing. I decided the other day that I'll get a new iPad when iPads are waterproof. In They're the not same waterproof. Way that my phone is. Are they? Well, then maybe I'll get a new one if they are. Just assume uh, they weren't. I but I, I'm just thinking ahead. Like, but why wouldn't they be? But maybe they're not. Well, I don't know. My phone is like, why can't why can't? All right, let's see. Be? Oh, hey, look, we can. Apple is happy to tell you. So let's see. Uh, let's see if I can find out. Scrolling through all this boring shit. Languages supports a lot of languages. Uh, let's see. Mail attachment support supports. JPEGs, TIFFs, GIFs, Doc and DocX, HTM and HTML. Um, but where is <laughs> the moisture proof technology moisture. engineer? Uh, this is boring. I'm just scrolling through this page with a bunch of crap on it. Okay. Let me just see. This is why I should know I'm an adult. I should know how to use Google. Is the iPad Pro waterproof? <laughs> Here we go. No, none of them are. Huh? That's surprising. That is shocking. That's what I mean. Why not? Like, what's the difference? It's just bigger than a phone. That's surprising. Well, I guess, Colby, you're stuck with uh, an old iPad. It's fine. It's they fine. just lost a sale. I mean, I'm sure they'll get there someday. The problem, like, I almost exclusively, not exclusively, but, like, a lot of my iPad usage time is in the kitchen. It's, like, sitting on the counter, you know, next to a glass of water and, like, stuff that's going to spill on it someday. You know, it's co it's coming for me, so I'm, I'm not going to replace it. I mean, obviously, I don't really need to replace it because it's still doing the thing, but. You know, I, I'll I'll say the 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 weird, you know, sometimes things strike me in these announcements, and I think it goes by most people, but just it hits me for some reason. And what really hit me with the iPad Pro was five G, because I thought to myself, it really says something that you've got a relatively portable piece of computing with an insanely powerful processor, all the software in the world, crazy good cameras and lightning fast 5g like i for some reason i and maybe they showed a picture up on screen during the event or something but i'm like think of the old days back when like a news crew a local news crew would go out to an event in the 80s they bring the big microwave truck with this with the satellite on it they'd have one guy working the inside of the truck and another guy holding a giant camera Nowadays, a reporter can go out alone with an iPad and and report live from the scene of an accident in full HD with an iPad. And that's it. No other piece of equipment needed. Yeah. It's wild. It really is. I don't know. There was just something about that. But I'm like, man, you put 5G in this thing with the power it's got and you can do anything anywhere. That is wild. <laughs> The robots came for their jobs, though. <laughs> That's true. 
I was about to say, you just took three people's jobs and cut it to one person's job, but uh, still, I'll look on the bright side. Yeah, I was just watching a concert uh, last week that was one of those like YouTube concerts, or it's a, it's a real band. Actually, it's both Fat Colby, which you might find funny. Uh, <laughs> but they uh, they had you know appeared to be a film crew come in and film the concert from the stage, and it was just all one person with an iPhone. I found out later. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I think they had an example in the video presentation. They had like an architect out on like a road somewhere, and they held up the iPad, and there was a, like a, a simulated bridge using AR, and it was up there, and I'm like. Wow! I don't know, it's little <laughs> things, but I was like, you know, that's kind of... When they do those cheesy videos, we have all the developers talking about what they built for the iPad, and I'm like, you know, this is this is pretty neat. And as someone who's currently out in the wilderness, having a device that has cell service built in, I'm I'm now beginning to get the uh, the appeal. I wish my iPad had cell service right now. I wish my MacBook did. I mean, we can't all get what we want, Colby, but yeah, that would be great too. <laughs> I'm sure someday it will. I mean, right. a, a, literally, I mean, that's the promise of 5G, right? Is there's just so much bandwidth. Uh, uh, more devices than need will have it. Yeah. I like do, now that the weather is starting to get nice again, like I live next to lots of parks. Like it's nice to go outside and like, you know, for a couple hours and work there. But I like I have to like, you know, it, I can do it right. I can take my phone and connect my phone, you know, tether to my phone and like work for a while. But there's like two batteries that you have to be concerned about, and I think it'd be great if my computer just. Uh, Has Apple ever offered a computer in. with a cellular chip in it? No. They should really just blow everyone away and put it in the iMac. Just the iMac. <laughs> Take your iMac anywhere. <laughs> you think it's you really could take this one. Pack. I mean, you're like literally, you know, like those big like uh, portfolio bags, like you put like a big poster in or a big drawing in a painting or something. You could get one of those and just put this in there, and just just cart it around with you. I mean, I can't imagine it weighs very much. Be the envy of the coffee shop with your bright orange Mac on top of your Starbucks table. Amazing. Uh, yeah, well, that was the uh, that was the Apple event. It was a, that was a barn burner. It, it, there was way more in there than I thought there was going to be. Yeah, I think there were some strong wins, some light misses, but overall a good spring event. I would agree. Uh, guys, we're we're running out of time here. Uh, I see you two don't have picks in here, which is totally fine. We can just go past it. I got nothing. We don't have much time, so. I don't have anything. The only there. thing is I have to pick mine because I did a bit. Am I allowed to do a bit? Sure. So uh, for the longest time, actually, I, I forgot to grab it. I was going to bring it in here. I, I slept in an, over, an XL shirt, like a double XL t-shirt. And I slept in that for like, over 10 years, long time. Had It had holes in it. I kid you not, the, the whole armpit was a giant hole. 
That's how long I had had this thing, and I decided I'm finally getting adult pajamas. And surprise, I've been wearing it the whole show. Big reveal. <laughs> we gotta... Uh, I'm turning on video for this. Boom. That's right. I bought old man adult pajamas. Jealous? <laughs> you bet you are. That's right. Uh, this is a broadcloth pajama shirt. If you're not familiar with broadcloth, uh, it's a plain woven cotton yarn. Uh, it's lightweight and breathable. Um, it's got these big ass buttons on the front. Um, and it came in this old timey <laughs> pinstripe pattern. Uh, and so I, I got it to, and I got the short sleeve and I got the long sleeve. For different you look things. like you're, yeah, you're ready to go to bat for the Yankees circa 1912 or something. Yes, I just need like the hat, like like the sleeping cap, <laughs> which unfortunately they don't sell. I did get the matching pants, so I look just like an absolute lunatic. I got to tell you though, amazingly comfortable to sleep in. I was so worried right. they are soft, they are breathable, and you know what? That's why they're my pick because they are great, and I am a big fan. So. Um, they're from Land's End, the men's short sleeve broadcloth pajama shirt. I also bought the long sleeve, and it's great as well. So, was this a wire cutter pick? Nope, nope. I I didn't. I don't believe wire cutter pick men's pajamas because men don't wear pajamas. They wear just like old t-shirts and and red basketball shorts. Trendsetter. Yeah, man, I'm bringing it back. And by the way, that's the funny thing is like because I did Google like men's pajamas. Like, what do men wear to sleep? I don't. I'm not normal. Uh. But it was all, like, really good-looking... Of course, it's clothes. It's all really good-looking male models in these, like, ridiculous-looking old-timey pajamas. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to look that good in them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I can pull that off. And truthfully, I couldn't. It's okay. You don't have to. Nope. Nope. I, I'm, I'm old-timey, but I am wildly comfortable. So, joke's on them. Amazing. Uh, so, anyway, I did my bit. So, that's my pick. Link will be on the website. Um, good. Well, anything, uh, anything else, gentlemen? Now I miss my red basketball shorts. Oh. They were so shiny. That's mm-hmm. what that, that's what was great about them. How I like I have basketball shorts now, but they're not shiny. Now I'm surprised you didn't like have them framed. Like you would like an athlete's jersey or something. I should have. <laughs> I had those for so long. Yeah, they're essentially game worn. It's like I probably had those in like four states. Wanted in four when, when did they finally meet their end? Definitely sometime in the last five years. Like the at some point the the elastic in the waistband completely disappeared, and so they stopped mm-hmm. being like they, they stopped. weren't pants anymore. Right? They 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 there was no way to secure them. Like the drawstring had, <laughs> had long before. Colby, one word: suspenders. <laughs> You know? I mean, maybe. Maybe it was a missed opportunity. I should have held on to them, clearly. Oh, it would be pretty funny if I had them on the wall behind me. I think, it, I think it'd be a great conversation starter. And they'd be like, whoa, did like a famous boxer wear those in a match or something? It's like, it's, no. It's like, sort of. <laughs> yes! Colby, Colby fought his bad <laughs> dreams in them. You know how many hangovers Colby must have fought in those boxers? <laughs> I witnessed a few of them. <laughs> they were not not pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Very cool. Well, uh, that about wraps up this episode. I'll very quickly tease over on Up for Debate. We just did our summer book club. Uh, you guys will be happy to know that on my side, uh, I will be reading Bad Blood 
which I know you guys are a fan of. We're going to be reading and talking about on the show. If you guys are around when we do it later this summer, you're welcome to join us. I have a factual, <laughs> factual emergency. I was listening to that episode of Up for Debate, and you said Bad Blood was a don't panic platinum pick. I have never read nor picked. Bad I thought Blood. you, I thought you read it and picked no. it. I'm sorry. I read it and picked it Dan, Dan, for sure. Right, yeah. And I read it and picked it. Right. Oh no! I. It's only a gold pick. Well, you know what this means, Colby. <laughs> Did I have to you gotta read, read it? it. Yeah. You got to read it and come on the show and you got to talk about it. So you've set yourself up for that. Um, Damn it. And now, of course, you're thinking, well, okay, that's the one you picked, Sean. I'm sure Matt picked a very reasonable, normal book that people know and would read. Uh, he picked the 1989 novel, The Remains of the Day, Um the log line, the protagonist Stevens is a butler with a long record of service at Darlington Hall, a stately home near Oxford, England. In 1956, he takes a road trip to visit a former colleague and reminisces about events at Darlington Hall in the 1920s and 1930s. So I have to read that. Later made into a movie in 1993 starring Anthony Hopkins and Emma Thompson. Talking yep. about a barn bird. And we're going to watch the movie, too. So those episodes will be coming up later this summer. Uh, you're not going to want to miss them. Up this week, we're going to be talking. Colby, I scream. You scream. What do we all scream for? Uh, ice cream. Gelato. Not, well, oh. all right. <laughs> Sorbet. No, it's ice cream. We're talking ice cream. Somehow we have not talked about that in the show yet. We're going to talk about the history of ice cream, flavors of ice cream. And the week after this... Matt and I are going to make our own homemade ice cream in a cooking challenge. So you're not going to want to miss it. It's Ooh. going to be a lot of fun. And we don't own ice cream makers. So a little a little home chemistry uh, is in our future. So you can check that out over at UpForDebate.tv where we get podcasts. This show is Don'tPanic.io. Get our website, get the audio, the video, and of course uh, the links to my pick this week. Uh, and of course you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And um, contact us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter, email us, don'tpanicshowgmail.com. Appreciate everyone who joined us live tonight on Facebook over at facebook.com slash don't panic show. Uh, Monday nights uh, about 10, 9, 9.15 Eastern. I almost said 10. No, 9. We, we took it back. Daylight savings. We took it back an hour. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we'll do that then. We appreciate you joining us, but we got to end it here. So on behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week for an all new episode of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.